Welcome to today's episode of Did She Really Say That? The podcast, our podcast, that's disrupting the world of business and education, breaking down barriers for female entrepreneurs. During this podcast, you might hear yourself say, did she really say that? And the answer is yes, because we're challenging the traditional methods of business training so that you, as a female entrepreneur, can have more fun, play, and ease as you unlock your millions. My name is <laughs> Chef Katrina. Um, I was a former chef at Disney, and I love teaching female entrepreneurs. I had no idea how awesome we really were until about three years ago. <laughs> I'm telling you, I say that out loud right now, because I thought business education was the same for everybody. And what's been so fun with unlocking my millions and doing this podcast and creating the Truth Mom Academy is really having women unlock their genius, their brilliance, mm. their passion. And what I love about this is that as a female entrepreneur myself, I bring the the joy and play of creating a system with with ease, right? So sometimes we get bogged down in the processes and the technology. And I'm like, this doesn't have to be that freaking complicated. So like, can we make this a lot easier than the way it sounds? Mm. So I love what we're doing here. And yeah, we always say something really interesting on this podcast. So listen in. <laughs> my name is Heidi Mumon and I spent uh, about, I don't know, 17 plus years homeschooling my kids. Also building businesses because I love the lifestyle that homeschooling and entrepreneurship provide. And, but the, but the problem I've saw out there was so often the business started to overwhelm everything else because the importance of it, of bringing in that income of the, all the unending to-do lists, it seems like there, there was. So it's like, I love helping women to continue to build their business without it overwhelming your life. It is possible. Absolutely. And I'm Absolutely. Karen Angeli, and I am one of the other co-founders here because there's three of us. Who knew? Oh, we're all co-founders? <laughs> hey. Yeah. Hi there. So <laughs> I've been an entrepreneur for about nine years. And for me, I love being able to help women infuse fun back into their business yeah. and their life again. I know for me, I didn't understand what it meant to have fun in my business until I finally did. And now I want to help other women experience the same as well. So... <laughs> With that, let's talk about all the fun that we're going to be talking about today. Like, we, I mean, I, I think that if anybody's going to make what we're about to talk about fun, it's us. Let's just say that. <laughs> yep. yeah, it's not like the sexiest topic out there, but it's such an important topic. It's very it's important, so important. But, it, but it's, it's for so often I find most, a lot of women like to just shove it in the background. Yeah. It's like, I'll deal with that later. I have these other things to do now. It's like, I have the marketing to do. I have all of this to do. So they don't, they kind of push it to the side and it's because it's not something, um, I don't know. Some people love it. Some people are those like, I love to balance my checkbook. And for those who don't know what that is, well, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to learn that this is important in business to be honest. Yeah. So like yeah. today we're going to be talking about finances. Like, finances. like Betty said, well, like not only balancing your checkbook, but like understanding the money flow in your business. I think a lot of females, I think that this is an oversight that a lot of females go into business and they're like, oh, well, I want to just help people. And that's the focus. But yeah. we forget that helping people, the reason that like, or the thing that happens when we help people is it should show up in our bank account <laughs> as well. 
This is the value we've provided the world. This is the service that we provided. And now here's the result. Here's the thing Mm -hmm. that happened as a result. And a lot of women kind of overstep that and they just, eh, whatever. I don't care about the money, but should you care about the money? Like you mm -hmm. should. Mm -hmm. And just to tie back into something you said, Heidi, earlier about how we get overwhelmed in marketing, right? Yeah. Don't worry. We got a podcast coming up here soon where we're going to underwhelm this whole process. Yes. I don't know if I can say that, but we're going to make this a little bit easier, but you've got to understand your money first because I think you're right. We need to know our finances. We need to know how money moves for us. And so many times when I talk to uh, female entrepreneurs, especially when I was helping a lot of women, and I still help women build out digital courses, right? How do you build out your membership site? How do you build out your coaching program? How do you put this together? And the one question that they always ask is how much should I charge? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times this is, I think, connected to our self-worth. Yeah. Like, what am I worth? Like, and I, this is definitely an esteem issue. I will tell you that. Um and this is where women, I think, struggle with asking for the money because we're not taught to look at the numbers in terms of what is it costing us to run our business? Because that will give you a better, I think, idea of how this all runs. Mm-hmm. There was a, there, you're doing a blog post this week for us. Yeah. Um, or there was one that's on our blog. It talks about, and I think there's a great quote in there. You said like, um, if you don't know, if you're not, if your business isn't making you money, you will come to resent or dislike becomes a burden it becomes a burden right because it's not paying you so you're putting in all this effort but you're seeing no exchange right that at some point will also burn you out yeah this is like are you if this is a hobby for you great enjoy it have fun but if it's an actual business and you need and you're looking for that income you have to have that cash management system to know it's like to to really determine it's like is this is this a business am i creating that income or is this just a hobby because you know it's like so many i've i've seen so many women um they they try and do this like they go in that they they try to not show a profit and they think that's going to help them to not spend taxes. That blows my mind. Like, <laughs> I know. what it's in the actual, what they is don't, that? They don't make a profit. You try to basically have all of these expenses and to write off all of your profit. Well, if you're spending all of your profit on things that are expenses, where is your profit? What are you doing with your money? And it's just like, so this cash management system have, helps you to actually make wise decisions instead of rash decisions oh, about hey. where you're spending your money. Does that help me stay away from shiny object syndrome? Anybody yes. experience shiny object syndrome that's listening to this? Like you just yeah. randomly come across something and all of a sudden you're like, help me grow my business and the next thing you know you're down another rabbit trail true oh and the point that i was actually trying to make because i kind of forgot because i got distracted (laughs) if you're um never showing a profit in your business at tax time eventually the irs is going to deem your business a hobby so not only is it actually a hobby because you're not making an income the irs is going to deem it that way and then you don't get those tax write-offs anyway And then they might even go back and take them back from your previous tax returns. I'm not 100% sure about that, but I know my accountant was like, yeah, this has to show a profit to actually be a business. And I was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Disclaimer. Yes. Disclaimer. We're not tax accountants. We're not accountants. We're not lawyers. If you, for your personal, for your personal business, please advise, advise, um, 
consult consult that's the word <laughs> words are hard <laughs> consult your um your accountant or your lawyer yeah just making yeah. sure you had a disclaimer in there yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'm yeah, not a financial important. person not, we're not, not financial, financial advisors. advisors nope we're not nope we're just show we're just sharing our experience with what we have what we have done and what we have learned along the way yeah. because we have learned a lot Oof. and it's a, and one thing i also i think a lot of times it's like when I've been to my accountant or I've been to a lawyer and they find out that I actually have my business accounts separate from my personal accounts, they're like shocked and they're, sh they've been shocked. And I'm like, why is that so shocking? They're like, because so many, you don't understand how so many people just meld it all together. And to me, that's the scariest thing ever. Honestly, like, yeah. Cause yeah. that is, that is a highway to just catastrophe when it comes to your tax time oh, and, and the auditing and the uh, yeah if you ever do get audited and i i've never personally experienced this but my dad has and he does for like a couple of times and it's a nightmare and oh, it's yeah. like so highly advise it and it's also i think it's like i've heard you talk about this a lot too it's like when you do open a business and you open that business entity dependent and doesn't even matter what kind it could just be your a personal um a, a, sole, a, sole pro, a sole proprietor it could be an llc it's like doesn't matter but if you when you open that up when you designate that and then you get a bank account for that alone that's a mindset it's like this is my business it is separate from your personal finances and then when you actually when you write yourself a check it's like that's that's just it's just it's a it does something to your mindset when you're running your business and it's like you actually are receiving a check, not just it's all melded together and you have no idea what is your business money and what is your personal money. Yeah. That's a little scary, honestly. Um, so I still work in the hospital as a nurse anesthetist, right? And um one of my colleagues had just transitioned to being paid 1099 from the hospital, right? Mm, and so I asked yep. her what program do you use to pay pay yourself and she just stared at me like i had 10 heads and i was like oh that's scary you might want to talk to your accountant about all that and she's like oh he never said anything about me paying myself i'm like okay like this is something you actually like you're not in, if you're in an employee mindset you're not in the habit of thinking about paying yourself Right. But it's so important if you are in your own business or you're paid 10, 1099 for any service that you provide, it's incredibly important that you actually have this thought process of how am I paying myself, not just as goes to one account and whoop-de-doo, I got paid. Like, it's really going to cause problems if, like you said, Heidi, you get audited down the road. That is not a pretty day for you. You are yeah. probably going to whip your hair out, but... <laughs> If you have this set up properly right. where you are paying yourself, not only does it do something for your mind where you're like, oh, wow, like I'm my own business owner. Yeah, that right. change, that's a different mindset than I'm just an employee. Somebody pays me for the service that I do. It's right. a totally different mindset. And so stepping into that mindset is so important with your finances so that you can actually step from being a hobby to I own a business. Right. Yeah. And this applies really to all of the affiliate marketers out there. Cause most, almost all affiliates, you're a 1099 and you Absolutely. really, when you, when you start affiliate marketing, most of us keep it going to our same bank account. Like you've used your, your PayPal, you've used whatever tool that you're getting paid out with. Right. 
the thing is, and I love the fact that Karen brought this up, is that you should establish yourself as a entity, whether it's a sole proprietor, which costs you nothing to do. You right. can go online, read more about it, go, go, you know, consult your accountant, your CPA, a lawyer, whatever works best for you. But it is super important to establish that and get into that business mindset right away. I know when I was working with women, um, as I work with women, creating courses, this is the first thing I have them establish mm, yeah. because it's it's so critical that if you're going to sell something online, A, yeah. you want to protect yourself. You've got to protect your own personal finances. And if you're actively selling online, you need that protection yeah. no matter what. I don't care if it's a coaching program. I don't care. Like it's an affiliate program. You, you are a, a, you're a business and you need to protect yourself as a business entity. And so that's super important. It's the first thing I talk about before I even dive into course development, because I'm like, if you don't have that, you can't set up the merchant accounts that allow for you to do automation. Otherwise you're going to sit there and I'm, I've seen women do this. You are sitting there as a coach and you were like trying to take a Zelle payment, a cash payment, a this payment, a Venmo payment. And you're, you're literally having to be at the beck and call of somebody wanting to pay you for something no. instead of automating it. And the automation comes through the fact that you can set up a merchant account, work with an e-commerce or a shopping cart provider uh, like we do. And then when somebody buys, I'm not thinking about the email sequence that's got to go up after mm. that. I'm not thinking about how that money is going to end in my bank account. That's all set up, which puts my mind at ease that I'm not having to track somebody down to get them to pay me for something, yeah. which is a whole nother frustration <laughs> in itself. Yeah. Not to mention if somebody, if I'm going to somebody for a service or a product and they hand me their PayPal for me to pay them and it's not like a business PayPal link or whatever, or their Venmo, send me money through cash app. I immediately go, are you a real business? Like what, what's I, going on here? Like there's a question of your professionalism too. So mm -hmm. think about that also when you're setting up these things, do you look like a professional business? Because it can change either consciously or subconsciously how people view you. Yeah, And that's so important to have such a good impact on people so that they do want to come back to you again and again and buy your products and services. Yeah. And just to be yeah. honest, I just found out something that was really interesting. So um, for any of those that have ever done like email automation, like if you've ever used a CRM or a way mm. like Constant Contact, Aweber, Mad Mini, Keep, like I can keep naming email <laughs> provider services that are just popping up left and right, right? So one thing that has happened to me at least once so far is that Yahoo and Google and Bing have all changed the deliverability of emails. So they're putting more restrictions to prevent all that junk from getting into your inbox, which is fantastic. So if you're a business right now, if you are selling something during the holiday season, like on come Black Friday, they if you're using a gmail.com as your business account and you're sending bulk emails, you will get nailed and mm -hmm. they will not deliver your emails coming. This is like, oh, this is a huge policy change across the board. And so it not only is it important to establish your business entity, but you also are going to need that domain. This, we are in a world now that you can't just, I'm going to say the word free ball it, right? You can't free ball it anymore. Right. You I mean, honestly, though, we used to be able to free ball a lot of things wow. and as things get tighter and tighter, like it's going to be a lot more difficult to create that online economy that you want to create. So pay right. attention, people. 
Yeah, this is yeah. like, we're telling you, like, because mm -hmm. I posted this inside the Truth Bomb Academy mm -hmm. in the marketing group because I really wanted to start this conversation because I know so many of our members and business members are building a business and they're still using their business name at gmail.com or at yahoo.com or at hotmail.com or whatever, outlook.com, whatever they're using. And that's going to nail you. That's actually going to actually prevent you from getting into your customer's inbox and making that sale of that offer. Mm. So this is a big push. I mean, I love the fact that our email provider sent this out to us and say, hey, heads up, here's the documentation. Well, luckily we have it. We're already verified as a company. We've, it's the first thing I do when I buy a domain, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. I, I look for the domain and then I automatically, as a company, I set up the email service provider, which is usually through like Google suites is what they use it. It's yeah, like five easy. bucks a month to have an email in there. It's yeah. I, everybody wants it free, but there is a cost to business and you have to be willing to accept that cost. So having that um, email is, is really, really important that that's attached to your domain and that it's verified as a company, mm -hmm. right? So there is a verification process. There's a verification that this is a real company because they're tightening down on all the scam spams and, and all the BS that's out there, which you actually want. You mm. want some regulations around how the internet's being used for e-commerce. Otherwise it becomes like this cesspool of you know, chick, uh, yeah, like it just becomes this, like it, it, everyone's, it's everybody out for their own selves and there's nobody like guarding the customer. And I think this is a great move for the customers because now they're going to feel protected because now they're getting that verified verification. So mm -hmm. I just threw that in there because it, like we're, it's part of this financial conversation. If you really want to step into business in 2024, uh, it is critical that you have these key components in place and they can't be just taught Oh, we'll just, you know, open up a schedule once account and, oh, just, you know, use Venmo to accept payments for your coaching and you guys are ready to go. Like that literally will have you banned from the internet and it will hurt you and hurt your business and hurt your pocketbook faster than anything else. So we are giving you some fourth site into what's happening very, very soon as we enter into 2024. I can't yeah. believe that's right around the corner. I know. And talking about, it's like, so all these things that Katrina's mentioned, is like your domain, your email service. These are all things that are considered your operating expenses, oh, yeah. things that you need to run your business. And it's like, so how do you determine? It's like, there's so many things out there. There's so many coaching services. There's so many resources. There's so there's all these things that you need to run your business. And when we talk about the cash management system, it's like, because you also want to make sure that you are paying yourself. You have, you have those, those, um, the funds set aside for when uncle Sam comes knocking and you have, and also it's like, and your profit, how do you see where your profit is mm. and it's like so often it's like you know people have gone to the like when you go to the tax accountant at the end of the year and they show you here's your profit for the year and and then you wonder it's like really but my bank account's empty it's like how do you determine that i have a profit because your profit is not determined by the balance of your bank account mm. <laughs> i mean it's just like it's not determined by how much, um, how many trips you got to go on or how many clothes you got to buy. It's just the, your profit is going to be, it's like, it's your income. Traditionally, you think of your profit as your income minus your expenses equals your profit. That's your traditional, generally accepted counting principle. Yeah. And it's like, but we've been learning from the system called Profit First. If you haven't read the book, we highly recommend it. Yeah. 
There'll be a link somewhere in our podcast. There will be a link down below. Profit First helps you to realize and look at your money differently. It helps. It's a. It's essentially it's a cash management system, and allocate and how you specifically allocate the income that's coming into your business. And so it's like when you take that income and you actually take subtract your profit first. This percentage that you've deemed um, beforehand that is going to be your profit. And then the rest of it is how much you can spend on your expenses. Yeah. And in those expenses, it's like, so you're going to allocate you, your income for profit is first. You allocate it there first. Then you have a tax account. Then you have an owner's pay account and you have an operating expenses. And depending on your business, your business practices, your business um. Uh, values, you can also have a philanthropy account. And so it's like when this is like, we talked earlier about how to avoid those rash decisions or those shiny objects. And it's like, I really want this for my business because it'll make it so much easier. This, um, well, it's like when you look in your, instead of looking at all of your money, oh, I have all this money. You actually are only, only going to look at your operating expenses. The operating bucket money. The operating bucket. And it's like, what is in that operating bucket? Is it all used? If it's all used, you need to increase your income hmm. before you can purchase this new item. And that it's like that alone keeps you from spending. It keeps you from stealing from yourself. Oh, Keep- I like you said that. She said that. It's like you're stealing from yourself. Yes. Yeah. Like, I want yeah, you to hear yeah, that. You're yeah. stealing from yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Or it keeps you from stealing from Uncle Sam. Oh, yeah. That's going to yeah. come to hurt you in the butt. Yeah. yeah. And also in that profit account, this is my favorite thing. I love, it's like when you are, when you set that aside and it's like, you, that is your bonus account. So oh, like, we get to pay ourselves a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could go on a special trip. Ooh. Don't we, I mean, in the employee world, we love when we get bonuses, right? Yes. Like we actually work harder for bonuses. Yes. And I love the fact that with this management system with profit first, we actually get to create that for ourselves as an entrepreneur. And I really wish that this had existed when I first got started because dear Lord, I probably would not have made so many mistakes that I made around yeah. money knowing yeah. what I know now. And that's why we're having this conversation because I remember I was working with a couple of different companies over the years. And this was always one thing that, you know, side conversations, and I won't divulge anything around this, but it was always like, we had heard that you needed separate accounts, right? Like you need an account for your events. You need an account for this. You need an account for that. Going to a traditional bank and saying, hey, I need to open up three more business accounts. When you do that, they kind of look at you a little weird, honestly. Well, they also, a traditional bank has a lot of fees. Mm. Like I know when I went to open up a bank and they have like, they have um certain um like balance requirements. Yeah. Like if you keep this certain balance, then there's no fees. But if you go below that balance, yeah, then, there's there, then there's a lot of fees dependent on. Um, and so that's why I love the bank that we've gotten a partnership with. It's like we, they actually partnered with, with profit first mm. and so there are no and there's no fees you can open up i think it's up to up like to 50 50, 50, 50. all right now it's a little excessive person i think personally <laughs> true story true story um you could have maybe 10 different departments that you have all these accounts set up for but anyhow um you can have and you can also have two savings accounts and so the profit account and your tax account we highly recommend to put them in the savings account 
And uh, actually, they actually go to the second, they tell you to put in a savings account at a different bank mm. to make it so that you are less easy to steal from yourself. <laughs> that that depends on your own discipline, mm. you know. But <clears throat> but I do love this bank because there's also that aspect for all entrepreneurs of automating things. Yeah, the automation is so, so key. When you can set up something one time and it automatically does it for you uh, from there on forward, that's a beautiful thing. Well, because when you talk about these separate bank accounts, all I could think of as like, I'm running a business, I'm taking care of my household, I'm doing this, and now you're asking me to sit down at some <laughs> point and say, this money goes here, this money goes here, and have to figure that out. Like in my world, as much as I love numbers, that kind of gives me like heart palpitations, not to lie. I'm like, oh, I got to sit down and do this, right? That's as bad as like sitting down and going over your budget every month. Yeah. It's not my favorite task, but it's needed. But it's needed. And same thing with this. It's like, so you can one time go in and say on the 15th of the month, um, every month, the this, whatever's in the income account, is going to be dispersed to the other accounts based on the percentages that you put in. Yeah. And you can even say it's like, you know, it's like the the account has to has to always maintain a balance of of X. So you can make sure it's like anything above that amount then gets dispersed to the other accounts. Yeah. So. I, I like the simplicity of it, Riley, because uh, I think one of the things that we kind of learned along the way is that there with Profit First, when you read the book, you'll see that there are certain like uh, recommended price points, like put this much towards owner compensation, put this much towards your taxes, put this much. Now I will be honest, getting started as a new business, sometimes hitting those marks was a little like, how the heck are we going to do this? Right. Yeah. Our operating expenses was kind of that thing. So what, you know, what we do recommend is everyone's business is all different. And so if you want to kind of dip your toe in, I think this is one of those unlocking moments mm. is when you dip your toe into this, go ahead and just choose 1%. So you can do percentages. You can say 1% of the money that comes in goes into my profit account. 1% goes into my owner pay. 1% goes into, you know, however you want to do that. And then whatever your tax percentage. And again, get with your accountant. But what I love about this is it's really taken what we know as entrepreneurs and flipped it on the head. Yep. Right. Like this makes more business sense to me. Than the traditional way I have been taught because I did. I always remember looking at my PL, the profit and loss sheet at the yeah. end of the year, and I'd be like, Really? Why isn't that in the bank account? Because that's a cool number, right? Yeah. And a lot of that is because there were choices that were made throughout the year. Uh, there was a lot of times when I wasn't paying myself, I found out a lot as a female entrepreneur, I was willing to pay everybody else, but to pay myself, you know, this is why we're having this conversation because right. I was just as guilty. I've done this too. I've, I've made the money in, paid everybody else on my team and never put money in my own bank account because like the idea that of doing self-worth that worth thing the self-worth come, comes, into, comes play. into play and not knowing how to do that. Like I didn't right. like having these buckets, I guess for me, cause I'm a visual learner too. Mm-hmm. And I'm also tactile. So seeing these different buckets and then being able to move the money through, like I like puzzles. So this would be kind of like a fun thing for me to see how the money moves right. through. But yeah. And that that for me makes it makes it a little more playful, to mm-hmm. be honest. Like I like the idea of opening up accounts going, oh, that money's there, that money's there. And then you have like this feel-good energy mm-hmm. about what you're creating. But when you have like one bucket of pool money, right, right. And now you're trying to disperse that pool of money, all of a sudden, like that money is gone. You're like, well, what just happened to it? Yeah. And then there's this sense of like, I gotta work hard again, I've got to do this again. And I think when you start seeing that profit first account start to grow. 
and you see the owner's compensation grows, like you start getting into paying yourself first. And that is a hard thing. I'm not going to lie. I think it's a hard thing for a lot of women to do is take that upfront payment, but knowing how to separate it without getting caught up in trying to be an accountant or trying to be a CPA. Right. And since we're not that, how do we structure this? And I love the fact that Profit First is working with this incredible bank that we highly recommend. We'll drop the link down below too, because it makes a difference. It, it makes the simplification of running a business easier. It integrates with all your all your shopping carts. So just in case you want to know, like if you set up your Sam cart, your Stripe, your whatever that are out there, it integrates beautifully with all of that. Mm-hmm. And so that's what makes this so easy is that you've got these tools to really help you succeed in, in a way that it's never been available before. Right. And I love that it's, um, so you take, like talking about knowing the worth of what you wanted, what you need to charge for your services or your products. And it's like, when you're looking at, it's like, these are the operating expenses that I have to have to run this business. You're going to look at, it's like, well, if I have to, like, these are the mandatory ones. And it's like, you, it helps you to backtrack to how much, how much income do you need? Mm -hmm. That's going to, that's going to give you a profit. It's going to let you pay yourself. That's going to, that's, and, and, but still cover your operating expenses. This is the minimum you make. This is the minimum that you have to charge to be able to actually, that this is a business. Well, and I think this is, that's so beautiful too. Cause when you start looking at what's your most viable product and women are always like, what do I charge? And it's yeah. like a guessing game, right? This takes the guesswork out of it. Yeah. And it really gives you a hard look at what right. you're going to be charging for your service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If- I mean, that, that, that to me doesn't make sense when people are, well, well, what, like, what if I charge this little amount? And it's like, you didn't, you didn't check to see if you're actually going to make a profit or if the time that you put into it is actually worth what you're charging it for. Yeah, what's so your hourly people- wage? Yeah, so many people create these mini courses that took them hours to create and they're charging $7 for it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? what are you doing that for? That doesn't make any sense. Like you put more time into this than $7 worth. So charge what you're worth. Charge what you're actually yeah. creating here. Charge what your business needs to continue to profit and grow and continue to help people. Right. It's not even about putting money in your bank accounts. Like if you really want to continue this business, knowing that you can make a difference in what you're providing, you've got to be okay saying, okay, this is my expenses. This is what the product is going to cost. Right. This is the price point for this. And usually I would say, because we're working right now in uh, in mathematics and we, t- we talk about this a lot in the food industry. What's your food cost? Mm. Right. So like you have like inventory that comes in, you have your sales What's it costing you to put together a plate? What's it costing you? What are all the ingredients? And how much does it cost you to put together this program? And when you have that information, you can say, okay, it's going to cost me this much for this service, this much for this service, this much for this service. You're going to take that and you're going to say, okay, my profit that I want to create is at least, you know, 6%, 8% on this, right? Mm-hmm. Take that, times it by that. And that is what you're going to be charging for it. Right. Like you have to do the math and it's not an arbitrary number. Now you made adjustment for marketing reasons. Like you may go with a 249 or a 299 or a 378 or a 379. Like the fives, the five, seven, and nines usually are how most numbers end yeah. in the world of marketing. It's a psychological game. So you might have that and then adjust, but you've got to know what it's costing you. 
Yeah, that's where you have to start because, and then you, it's like, you know, what is the profit that you want to make or what is, what are you paying yourself? Yeah. What are you worth? And it's like, and you're not worth, it's like, if you're, you think of like, what if you, if you went to work for somebody, what kind of hourly wage do you want to get paid? And it's just like, you're not going to work for somebody for like, you know, like you, it's, I think it's easier for us to say, it's like, if I go to work, I want to make this much when we're working for ourselves. We, we, we somehow, for whatever reason, minimize it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You're actually <laughs> worth more. You're worth more. <laughs> yeah. And I think this is where women really, when they come to the, the table for a bank to try to get loans for their business and everything else. This is the piece I think is often missing is the financial piece mm -hmm. because we've been, we value so much of our worth as women and we don't want to like overcharge. But I think this gives you that ability to kind of, and this is the one place I say, remove the emotion. Yeah. Right. But feel good about what you're creating. Right. So let the numbers do the, like do the talking and feel good about that number. Like when you see what you're going to have to charge, oh my God, I want you to fall in love with that number. Like knowing that that's going to bless somebody in their life. And that way you never have in your marketing the sense that you're overcharging because they can sense that in your marketing, by the way. Mm -hmm. People can feel how you present your offer. So the more you fall in love with what you're offering and the price that you're offering at, there's going to be no questions if you're overcharging or not. It's just a matter of this is what it is and this is the value for you. Well, yeah. you're not uncomfortable when you tell people that number either, because yep. this, the thing that I see with a lot of people is they'll start to do sales or pop-ups or whatever, because mm -hmm. people will keep telling them, oh, you're charging too much. Well, maybe you need to actually start marketing in a way where you're actually reaching the people that will pay that, yeah. that mm -hmm. are interested in paying that. So maybe it's time to look at your marketing and actually ask yourself, Am I actually attracting the people that are willing to pay this, that yeah. are willing to actually go all in with this? Because for me, I'm not here for the freebie seekers. I'm not here for the people that want to pay a few dollars for all the information that I've literally spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to learn. Yeah. I, I know my worth in that, in that instance. And so by, um, by starting to do, oh, well, I guess I'll decrease the price or whatever. You start to undervalue yourself and what you actually know and yeah. what you've created for your world, whatever it is, like whether it's your product, your service, whatever you start to un undervalue it. And it's just mm -hmm. stop it. Not stop. Pretty. Yeah. No, stop doing that. Stop, stop doing it. that. You know, yeah. and that's one thing like we, and to get to that point, that's why we created Unlocking My Millions, because we recognize that women have a lot of blocks and a lot of things that we're dealing with at a different level than, than our male colleagues, to be honest, our emotional, our, some of the built-in stuff that we have to unwire, we have to mm -hmm. unlock ourselves. Um, so one of the things that we've done inside of here is that we, we walk you through the step-by-step -step process. You know, you have the opportunity to either do this at a self pace or you have the opportunity to come in and have this as a done with you where we support you in really designing and putting together your business in a way that makes sense and is fun, right? We want you to make sure that you are enjoying this process, that you're enjoying your business. And yeah, there's some definite hard spots around this, but I tell you, our branding training is hysterical. I mean, we have so much fun. We've unlocked people's true potential and they didn't even know it just doing through a simple coloring mm -hmm. activity, right? We've helped women really understand who's on their team, what audience are they talking to. And we set this up so that you're not getting to the, the marketing section, which is actually easier than we've made it out to be once you understand what and how it works. 
And there's so much information out there that's complicated this. And we'll talk about this next week in our next podcast. But this is a fun conversation between money and finances. These are the two that I always said when I got started in business, why doesn't people talk about, I, I'm learning all the marketing, but money is a big piece of this process too. Mm. And pricing under MVP, your most viable product and knowing how to price that really builds into your expenses, builds into it so that you have a complete picture. Otherwise you're in a guessing game and you're in a self-worth game and stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. All right. With that, I'm dying on my battery over here. I think I've got like five minutes left before my, my computer goes all together. Yeah. So I <laughs> um, just want to take you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> For okay. spending time Thanks. with us here on this podcast. I hope you got some valuable information around what we're sharing with you. And if you really want the support and to dive into this new conversation and be in that, that group of outliers of women that are taking business to a whole new level and really becoming that next millionaire and doing it with fun, playing ease, then we invite you to check out truthbombmarketing.com. Join us inside of Unlocking My Millions and let meet an incredible community of female entrepreneurs that are truly changing the world because mm-hmm. we're flipping entrepreneurship on its head. So we'll see you inside the community. Bye, everyone. Five stars. Oh, yeah. Five, five stars. stars. Five stars. We like five, five stars, stars on our podcast. If you like this, then five stars. Or like you did last time, Heidi. Five on YouTube. Stars. Five stars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm up on YouTube. Five stars on Spotify. Five stars on Apple Podcast or whatever. Apple. Apple. Wherever you find us. We'll gladly yeah. take a good review. But thanks. Thanks for helping us get the word out. Bye, Bye everyone.